Hello, and welcome to The Web Podcast. My name is Claire Alexander, and I have really been enjoying cinnamon buns. Hi, I am Annika, and I've been doing a lot of self-massage lately. Nice. Hi, my name is Aaron, and I've been enjoying um, holy basil uh, tea lately. Me too. Same. Thanks for sharing, guys. And thanks for joining us today. If you've not listened to us before, we here at The Web break down our podcast into three segments. We start with The Circle, which has a grounding meditation, uh, one-word check-in. It's also where we discuss our tool or topic for the week. Next is our Seeker segment where we answer a query from one of our listeners. And then we move into our gratitude segment where we highlight someone or some group or project happening in the world or in our local neighborhood that is working to make a positive impact. Now I would like to give you guys a trigger warning because what we talk about here on the web can get really real and intense and honest and it might be upsetting and get some your stuff flowing. If you feel uncomfortable, please feel free to turn us off. Take care of yourself. We want you to make sure that you are putting yourself first. So I believe I will start us off with a grounding meditation. I'd like everyone to just get kind of comfortable where you are in whatever capacity you can doing whatever it is that you're doing right now as you listen. Find your hips underneath you. Find your feet under your hips, wherever they are. Just get comfortable. Bounce your weight back and forth. Just feel your body shift a little bit and feel it move. Slowly start to settle. Feel your body relax. Feel those small muscles and large muscles ease with every exhale you take. Your body holds you and keeps you safe and strong, carries you throughout the world. Feel a little love for it. Send a little love to all the parts of you that hold you and keep you together. This physical form. Ease your body into receiving that love and that gift. When you exhale, feel yourself sink wherever you are and wherever you're doing. Sink down into the ground. 
allow yourself to feel held and supported here. Whatever you're feeling right now, whatever you're experiencing here in this held safe container, allow yourself to accept it, to move with it as you move your breath. Here you are held, comforted, safe. See the earth reaching up to greet you, roots wrapping around your limbs, taking from you all that you no longer need. It served you once. It helped you once, but it does not need to be part of you anymore. That tension you hold, you can let it go. A nice deep exhale. With your next inhale, peel yourself off from the earth. Give gratitude to the roots that held you and the earth that supported you. Come back up to your body. Pull your attention to the soles of your feet, the joints of your knees, the rotation of your pelvis. Come back into your body. Feel it up your spine, into your ribs, your neck. Give it a little twist. Give your eyes a couple blinks. Pat yourself on your arms or legs if you need to. Really come back if you sunk down. And welcome back. Now we will. Claire. Oh, yeah. You're so welcome. Uh, And now we're going to move into our one word check in. And we offer this check in as a little bit more information about where we are when we talk about what we're talking about. I like to think that where we are really frames how we speak about our tool and topic. And one word check-ins are also a really fun practice that I hope that other people like to try. And Cause as Annika has said before, it's very difficult to distill how you're feeling down into one word. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's really fun practice. I would say that my one word check-in for today is awkward. Mm, and I today am emotional. I'm feeling tired yet grounded. And I know that's three words, but it is, it feels like a hybrid of those two sensations. Totally. Thanks for sharing, guys. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to introduce this week's topic slash tool. I do believe it is a tool. And we're going to talk about this week is intuition. 
What, what? Intuition. What, what? (laughs) Intuition's the best. It's also incredibly difficult, but it's also amazing. Uh, Yeah, I'd like to throw it out to my co-hosts and see what their take on, on this is and how fun and exciting using your intuition can be. Annika or Aaron, would you want to kick us off or shall I jump into my deep feelings about intuition? I feel that um, intuition just as a function of human processing capabilities within what we know of, not saying what we don't know of at this point, research-wise, I feel like it's kind of like the, it's like the gestalt of our ability to take in information and as opposed to intellectualizing a route to go or an understanding of these, whatever various data points, it's more the, the feeling of it. And as I say feeling, I'm kind of pointing at my, my chest, my heart, or even my stomach. Um, yeah. So I just, I think that's interesting. Well, it is fascinating because scientists even call our gut our second brain, like as part of our evolutionary evolving, um, our intuition like guided us and told us all kinds of things. I will say as when I was an atheist, I definitely heard my intuition big time and I still hear my intuition and the difference now is that I listen to it versus completely ignoring it and going, oh, shit, I should have listened. I, I told myself X, Y, Z. I told myself. I saw this coming. I saw, oh, what did I do? Like, yeah, I just don't get in those situations anymore because intuition says, Claire, we need to get the hell out of this place wherever we are right now. We got to go. And instead of me going, why? I'm just like, okay, let's go. And then something usually magical happens which is so weird, (laughs) Um, which is a fantastic way, of course, talking about like going from atheist self to magical self. But there is something true about intuition that metaphysical, spiritual, scientific, it is something that we all experience and all feel and, and just have different words to describe it, the same experience that we all go through which is this weird little voice. My favorite thing that I learned about intuition definitely has to be that your intuition will never lie to you. Mm, So I trust it implicitly, which is also a practice to trust yourself, to trust when that voice is like, hey, go do this. Or hey, leave 10 minutes later than you normally do. Or hey, I know it's cloudy, but grab your sunglasses. Just weird little things. Um, that also can be weird big things. Yeah. Thanks for sharing those yeah. things. Thoughts. Yeah, I um have been working on my intuition for a long time. Um for me it's never isn't it's just built in. It's, I've never questioned it, but I do it's definitely a it's one of those things that practicing the listening to it it can fine tune it and sharpen it for sure. Um, I think in our society, it's just, we have moved away from relying on it in a way. Um, and, you know, so it kind of takes extra care and practice to really 
build it up. But I, yeah, it's, it's so interesting to me the way it's physical, like you were saying, Claire, like it's very much physical. It's in our gut. It's in our like fascia and those layers right below the skin have all these, the nerve endings where we sense it's like, the emotions come in, like our, our relationship to the world. And that I was thinking the other day of like, oh, it's so interesting how we, you know, we use the different idioms of like, oh, the hair was raising, you know, on the back of my neck or my arms. And then I'm like watching my dog and in the world. And like, I see her hair, you can actually see it rise up. And I'm like, oh, like my hair is actually rising up. Like, that's those outer layers of our body that are designed to take in all of these different, you know, sensory signals from the world. And we've just kind of lost touch with it. And it's, you know, it remains in our language, but yeah, it's, um, it happens on so many levels. And then there's like the intuition that can happen in the dream realm, which is something that I've been having some kind of like, you know, extra, it's a little more extra for me lately where I keep rec- having recurring dreams of some place and I knew where it was when I first had it, but I'd never been there. And then I actually figured it out, like following my intuition, but also doing a bunch of other research and like, yeah, I'm like, oh shit, like now what do I do with this? <laughs> a lot of times intuition is a negative of like, get the fuck out of this situation. But I feel like I'm being pulled to someplace I've never been. And that's really strange. I'm like, uh, do I go? Like, <laughs> Anyway. Yes, you definitely go. <laughs> you go. You listen. Because I've been pulled. I've been pulled places by intuition, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, like, go to this one place in the city. Or like, go on this adventure. You need to do this. I took a trip mm-hmm. to California last summer to go <sighs> come see you, Annika. Oh, so good. So good. Travel around and see some other beautiful humans. And intuition was like, you need to go do this. I was like, well, I could just fly down there. I was like, no, you need to go on a road trip specifically. Like, that has to happen. I don't care what you do on the road trip. Just go on the road trip. I'm like, uh, okay, I will. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful because I had an amazing, fantastic shifting time. And I'm so glad that I listened and that I took that time because. Yeah, me too. That was awesome. So awesome. Yeah. How about you, Wolf? Have you ever felt pulled by intuition somewhere? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, so I, I grew up in LA. I live in LA again now. But I, as soon as I knew what San Francisco was and the Bay Area was, I had a deep pull. Like I, like I knew I had to, to go, you know. And I, I lived in the, you know, what I would call the greater Bay Area. I'm including as far south as Santa Cruz here um, for almost 20 years. And uh, I'm, yeah. So glad I did. <laughs> this wouldn't ha- have happened had I not lived lived in the Bay. I wouldn't be part of it, at least. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> knows, I mean, but, I, yeah, you know. I was pulled to the Bay by intuition, also. Um, and uh, this will relate to the uh, gratitude section later. But my, you know, I've had uh, I've I've had a few dogs in my life. I grew up with dogs, and we always got rescues, and that's. 
you know, I, those decisions are often made not having a tremendous amount of information, you know, overtly, but definitely a feeling. And I always just knew when I met the dog who I'm like, oh, you, that's my, you're my peeps. You're my four-legged peeps there. You know? Yeah. Sometimes intuition draws us to people. Mm. Oh, for sure. Like intuition. It's tricky because sometimes I have been sent to people by intuition merely to learn a lesson. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That sucks. Intuition's like, you need to go over here and do that. And you're like, why? And it's like, don't worry about it. You know, like intuition's like, don't worry about it. I just said, do it. And then something painful happens. And I'm like, why did I listen to you? Intuition just goes, don't worry. You're going to figure out soon why I did that. Like, like, God damn it. Feels like intuition knows the course. Like intuition to speak metaphysically, spiritually for a second. It's like intuition is that piece of you that is the fool who knows everything and decides to jump and incarnate anyway. And it's like, I got the map. I know where to go. Follow me. Intuition's funny. And I remember what it was like when I didn't have clarity and connection to it. I think it'd be important maybe for us to share our pieces of when it was like, unlike you, Annika, you say you always had that connection, which is sounds amazing. Sounds beautiful. But I, there were definitely times when I haven't been connected to it and didn't hear it and didn't know it was going on. Yeah. I mean, I, I survived by relying on it. Um, it didn't mean, I think what I was missing was the, the agency and the confidence a lot of times to act on it. So, yeah, I had kind of the horse cart before the horse, maybe. <laughs> uh, what about you, Aaron? <laughs> um, yeah, listening to intuition. I definitely, I feel like I can go both directions. Like I can be almost just not, not blindly, but really just follow that intuition as my compass. You know, I mean, that is Mm -hmm. kind of my favorite way to be in kind of a way flow state, uh, go with the flow kind of vibe. But then I feel like I also definitely fall into, you know, a certain escapism, of various kinds can pull me out of my intuition, like uh, TV or, uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, garbage TV or garbage reading or, you know, going out for, for something when I'm, that's not necessarily what I want to do, but it's just like trying to get away. And I also feel like all of our technology gets us really into, uh, gets me into my head and takes me out of my body. And I feel like my, intuition is best when it's almost like the mind is kind of dissolved into the body and then I can really mm. get a sense of the the gestalt, you know, the collective holistic response to something as opposed to my center of gravity or like my primary focal point of attention being in the mind instead being centered in the body and encompassing the mind and encompassing the heart and the emotions and encompassing like the the sense of the body like you're talking about the the gut brain or the uh fascia brain and um so on yeah i like how you put that as your mind dissolving into the body 
Mm. That's really beautiful. Oh, thank and, you. Yeah, I feel like that's it's so powerful in, in like moving towards those that state, which has like constant journey for me. I think that's when it gets amazingly strong. Yeah. Do you have either either of you have tools you've used? to specifically build your intuition or things that have kind of just accidentally helped develop it that you can think of? Yeah, there's always that very common thing that everyone says, like, it's just practice. Funny, that practice thing. <laughs> practice. You just do it over and over again. Like, time allows you to develop that connection. But that's a really shitty thing to say because, like, how do you start building it? Um, it's really interesting that Aaron mentions uh, the mind dissolving into the body because when I want to really drop into my intuition, my attention, which is in my brain, drops down into my body. And I drop down into what um, is on the chakra map as the gold center, which is where supposedly your intuition lives in the sh- in that particular chakra. So I go into that space and I go into this really cool gold realm and I interact with this golden creature and it's it's pretty cool. Um, And then we developed a relationship that now that golden creature like is the first one to talk whenever anything's going on. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm freaked out. I can't make a decision. The saboteur doesn't talk and the critic doesn't talk and like all those little, and ego doesn't talk. It's, like intuition has hold of the mic to like tell me what's up because I just want to have that at for my life specifically and it took a long time I would say it really all began with little tiny moments where um like I mentioned earlier like Claire grab your sunglasses I'm like no no I'll be fine it's Portland it's gonna stay cloudy all day long and 30 minutes later, I needed my sunglasses. I'm like, God damn it. Intuition told me to grab my fucking sunglasses. Um, and then little things just like that kept happening. And then I started to listen. And then starting to listen to those little tiny things made really cool stuff happen. It's really hard to explain. Like holding back 10 minutes of leaving the house, I would hit all greens driving. Yeah. So I would say, start with little stuff. Open up and listen for one. Like that's like the first step is just like to get used to hearing it. And it's there. It's talking to you. I promise. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I say. How about you, Aaron or Annika? Um, well, I, similarly, just listening and and starting, you know, doing those little things. Erin, I can relate with what you were talking about, like being in like the super flow state all the time, um, which is where I, how I used to roll. The thing I would say where I've really like honed it more is when I journal around it. And I actually have a thing where I'm like, I'm kind of phobic of journaling. I don't journal, um, but that has been one time where I'll have certain dreams where I get really specific messages. I'll write those down. You know, when I was working as an economist, we had to develop forecasts. I would do that during my my time there where I would 
write about what I would predict what would happen, you know, based on where things were at, like geopolitically or economically in the world. And so I have some of those. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, that basically unfolded exactly like how I wrote it down. Um, And then now I've been somebody challenged me to do an intuition journal regularly. I don't I'm not doing writing journals, but I'm made it a practice that every time I do a tarot reading, which for me has a lot of intuitive elements just of like which cards to pick and how much to shuffle and how to cut. Always there's choices. And and then when I pull the spread and, you know, use my intuition to read it, then I always do an audio journal. So I do a little audio note of what the reading was and take a photo and, you know, what my intuition says about it. But yeah. Practice. The P word. <laughs> Listen. The L word. <laughs> the P word. Mm, that sounds like a circle topic there. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you both for sharing. I deeply resonate practice and just listening, like experimenting with, because there'll be those times when I'll have a gut response and then I'll second guess it and then maybe even third and fourth, fifth, et cetera, guess it. And then I feel totally out of whack and again like I pulled myself out of my gut into my brain and just practicing going with that gut feeling and just exploring what happens you know maybe not making decisions on huge things that way initially if you're trying to build some trust or um but I know when I do that I feel more connected with my intuition I feel like uh whenever I give myself some focused yogic time. And when I say that, I'm referring to either my yoga practice or my martial arts practice or some kind of mindful fitness practice where I'm using my body and my mind together and really addressing myself as a, a body, mind, and beyond entity. Afterwards, my intuition always feels better. It always things feel clearer, so I feel like any any practice that helps us uh, get embodied and I like you know I guess I keep coming back to this dissolving the mind thing, but doing that and dissolving not like your mind goes away, but it just kind of becomes part of this larger intelligence which incorporates all aspects of ourselves. And in my more recent yoga study, and when I say yoga, I'm talking more about. Um, what comes from the you know Indian subcontinent and the chakra system and so on. I my teacher gave me some psychic development practice that I've used that also felt like, you know I felt like things were clearer. Um, Let's know about that sometime. So yeah, those are those are live awesome. psychic development practice. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're live now. Um, those are like secret inner door things. They don't say inner door. That's more of the Chinese concept, but. Uh, um, yes, I, I'll be glad Initiated. to share what I can. <laughs> Whatever you can share. Secret handshake, wink, wink. Wink, wink, secret Nudge. handshake. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, thanks. guys, that I was had, all wonderful. Yes. I had one last thing. So I was thinking about please. it as like, what even is intuition? And I'm not sure that my definition is the same as 
I'm sure it's not the same as everyone's, but like I think about it as it's like reading for me, it's reading the world with everything I have available. Mm. All the senses and the tools and the information and the feelings and, you know, whatever, the weather, the signals. And it's kind of thinking about like, you know, what even is time and space? Physics is saying like, what are they anyway? So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's all there and just developing more and more the, the ability to read all of that. Good definition. I would feel like my personal definition of intuition is definitely filtered through my um, identity disorder and my dissociative disorder. Like the fact that it's personified into a entity that speaks to me. It's its own. Again, it's separate from me, but it is also me. Like it's how I feel about intuition. It knows so much more than me. Otherwise, it wouldn't tell me to do things that I don't understand why I'm doing, but it knows why I need to. But, you know, like you say, Annika, taking in all these different outside elements that are going on to where like, oh, I need to get underground because a tidal wave is coming or I need to like, whatever, you know, our old, old information Mm -hmm. that could tell when a massive hurricane was coming before we had meteorology technology like our bodies knew things were changing our bodies were tapped into what was going on Um, and that is intuition it is there's a reason why it is considered a brain in our lingo and in our way of talking about it in scientific um, non-metaphysical non-spiritual ways because how does it know how 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 does my intuition know all these things? I don't understand. It's wonderful and also weird. Mm -hmm. Yep. Weird and wonderful. I, um, I was looking up, you know, there, there's some scholarly articles out there, for example, looking at like a human magnetic sense. And there seems to be evidence thereof, you know, and like, Uh, what's it called? Homing pigeons have like pieces of magnetite in their brain somewhere that help them get their sense of space. And I've heard that dogs, when they walk in circles, that's part of it. So I I feel like, like Annika, like you're saying, it's really about addressing it with all of the various intelligence that make ourselves up. And I really feel like there's more and more layers to it that we're just now discovering because we either haven't had the technology, we didn't have the lens to be like, oh, I'm going to look for this now. But we do have these old wisdom traditions that often do have very overt practices for developing intuition as well. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, dogs, when they're left to their own devices, apparently they always poo directed their bodies line up to the magnetic north and south. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start watching. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't work as well if your dog's on a leash, but Coco's free range more. So, yeah, notice. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, on that note, thank you guys for all your wonderful pearls of wisdom and talking about this really fun topic. Thank um, you. As always, yeah. it's last. And I will move things along to our seeker segments and see what we have from the books this week. 
Wonderful. Um, again, my name is Annika. And today for our Seeker segment, we have a letter from a listener in Olympia, Washington. And it says, hey, Webbies, my life has been pretty successful lately. Job promotion, higher pay, and a new apartment. For the first time in my life, I'm living on my own. It's been years of other people, and now I get to grow into a space and make it my own. Weird problem. I feel incredibly uncomfortable. It's not just at night, like being afraid of somebody trying to break in or something. It's more like my body doesn't understand where to go. The routine has always been to be in my room if it's eating or writing or creating. And now I can take up what I previously thought of as common space. It's not common space. It's my space now. And it makes me uneasy. Is this weird? Is this normal? I know I'm in the right place for me in my life moving forward. And what a crazy first world problem to have, but constantly pacing around my new apartment because I can't settle is starting to get on my nerves. Help. And this comes from Discomforting Times in Olympia, Washington. Ah, well, thank you so much. Disco, I'm going to say, call them Disco Times. Um, Thank you. I... Yeah, I can empathize with that. It's it's a really big transition moving from a shared space to a space on your own. Uh, and it doesn't seem crazy or strange to me at all that you would be having, yeah, that it'd be feeling weird. And, you know, there's always the like, oh, it takes time to get used to something and settle in and you know, which is probably the case. Um, and also, it, you know, I would say just being very, yeah, understanding of where you're at and like your, your body and your, you know, yourself. If you're used to having people around and they're not around, like that is a big disruption. And so it's like how to help make that transition, you know, smoothly sounds like where you're at and could use some insight on right now. I'm going to open it up to Claire and Aaron. Either of you have thoughts you'd like to share? Yeah, well, uh, dear Disco, I uh, thank you for, for sharing. Um, I think this brings up some really interesting things to talk about in terms of like one's personal space needs and, you know, the way an alteration of something that maybe is often framed as like a good thing. Like, oh, I've got all the space to myself can, can feel really overwhelming and off-putting and so on, especially if one is really drawn to living in community and then all of a sudden you're not. Um, or maybe a lot of like our previous kind of domestic architecture, if you will, not architecture like the space, but like the architecture of how we organize our time and how we move through space is based off of sharing it. You know, it's basically like you're creating a new map in your in your mind. And um, I had an experience uh, very similar when uh, I had moved back home to take care of my ailing mom. And when she passed, I ended up inheriting her home. And um, I've lived in, you know, community since 
you know, since I graduated from college and even in college when I was living in the dorm, even if I had my own room, I was otherwise in like this group space. So moving into the home again was already a transition, even though it was so familiar. And then losing my mom again, it's like, oh, I have this huge house. Like you're saying, first world problems. Truth be told, I really can't afford the whole house. I need to <laughs> get a roommate. But um, I think something that helps for me, if you know, if I find myself with a larger field to work with, is to, and this kind of goes with intuition, find my quote power spot. Like, where do I like to hang out the most? Where am I, you know, barring all other things in this moment, where am I drawn to hang out? And really starting from there, making, making that space feel comfortable. And, and maybe even that becomes the spot that you come back to. If that's what to ground yourself, to feel centered and so on, I highly suggest it. And if it's about ultimately figuring out your relationship to the rest of the space, if you're not going to be getting roommates or whatever, I would say start with what feels good and then expand out from there. See what you can bring into the places that don't feel good or alter about the places that don't feel good. You know? Yeah. My two cents. Uh, (laughs) Awesome. That's yeah. Great. Stellar advice. Uh, how about you, Claire? Well, this really resonates because I only live with roommates and I have for like 10 years plus. Um, so I understand that vibe of like, I live in my room. I rent a room and I use some common space by walking through it to get to making my food and I get my food and I go back into my room and I watch TV. And it was like that in the house that I grew up in. Like it's definitely a pattern. And I find myself feeling uneasy when I am alone. Like you think like, oh, a couple of days without roommate, it's going to be great. I'm going to like totally enjoy this space. And then sometimes it drags on a little long and you're like, um, I'm alone. What is this life even like? like hello, uh, hello, hello, hello. You know, like, <laughs> can imagine, like I can only imagine like what it's like to have a fridge for just you. Like, oh my God, all the fridges I've ever used just like can I find space please can I please have a little corner of the fridge so on that note what it's like to be alone in your space that's all yours oh man I love what you had to say Aaron about finding your like spot your power spot like what Mm -hmm. a cool idea it sounds like the power spot especially since I totally get it. Like, it's the room. It's the bedroom. Like, always make a good nest. Like, don't neglect your room. Like, if you feel like you're overwhelmed by the space, maybe just focus on your room for a second. Like, the space that you feel comfortable and have felt comfortable in before. And make sure that you do have somewhere that you feel good in, in this new space, until the rest of it feels good. Forever, however long that takes. Like, definitely power spot definitely is, like, I'm saying the same thing Aaron said. It's like, (laughs) find a place that you feel comfortable, and maybe that place that's comfortable is your room. Because you've lived there and lived in that space for so long. Also, if you're creative, maybe in your open space, create a little writing nook or creative area or whatever it is that you do to be creative. Maybe getting out of your bedroom and into an open area. That sounds awesome. 
giving yourself an, a space to like do what you love. I've been tucked in. I mean, my, I, my desk is in my room because I share house. And so like my desk where I work is in my space and it'd be so nice to like have a space where I could have my work desk out somewhere else, not smushed together with all the bits and pieces. One day it'll happen <laughs> one day. This capitalist society can't go on forever, right? <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> rent will return to normal and studio apartments won't cost $1,500 a month, right? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I'm a dreamer. <laughs> um, I always will be. I like that dream. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my advice, which is basically Aaron's advice. <laughs> I'm being honest. All right. Well, collective advice. (laughs) Collective advice. I have a few things. I did a couple quick divinations. um, And also, but first, before that, I think one thing I would say to Disco Times is that it takes time, I would say, in any space, but especially when you have a bigger space that you're working with now beyond just your room, it takes time to feel into those spaces you know, for me, I use my intuition in terms of like, how does each space feel? And I have to take, I have to be spending time there for a while before I'm able to like move in and really understand how to use the different little zones of whatever house I'm living in. Um, And so I think, you know, also just letting that process unfold intuitively is fine. And, you know, I can imagine it might take longer just because you have been Um, sort of more confined to one room. Um, So I did two, I did a book divination in the book, The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. And I also did um, a, I pulled a tarot card, which I'm going to read first. So this is, we pulled the emperor, which in the deck I use is the founder um, this today I'm using the numinous tarot. I usually use the collective tarot on this show, but I switched it up. And so the founder is this really badass person, the big staff, and yeah, just like a lot of strength and energy, a lot of reds and purples. And so it says the founder takes the abundance created by the nurturer and gives it structure, gives it a system, proposes laws and rules. This is someone who recognizes that knowing when to start and when to stop are equally important. As wonderful as it would be to just roll around in the grass, eating and laughing and drinking and loving and indulging all the time, it's not a sustainable option. We need moments of pause. We need to ration our energy, our resources. We need to save up for the long winter ahead. The founder stands on the nurturer's solid ground and builds a house for us to shelter in. They organize all of the wonderful dreams made reality into rooms and shelves and cupboards. This room is the kitchen. This the living room. This the bedroom, the studio, the bathroom. This way we know where to find the things we need or the best places to carry out our creating in a supported way. It'd be hard to cook a meal in the dining room where there's no stove. When this card appears, it may represent such a person in your life who has taught you how to be disciplined, or if you're the disciplinarian, it may represent yourself, or in this situation, it may represent channeling that energy of the one who is establishing the rooms and the space. Um, 
Order and organization can bring calm to an otherwise chaotic scene when conducted by a responsible, fair-minded person or people. Personal systems can simplify our daily lives and ensure that our resources go where they're supposed to and when they're supposed to. Return to the magic of the magician and apply it to the situation at hand. The founder can often be found in the form of teachers, mentors, organizers, speakers, and lawmakers. The keywords are power, order, organization, structure, and systems. So that's really interesting that that card in this book specifically talked about setting up spaces and having intention with your spaces. So I think that it's saying really clearly that, yeah, I liked how it said like where, you know, you don't cook in the the living room or whatever. Yeah, start by just like, you know, this space feels right for doing this thing, like I'll set it up like that. And then maybe moving slowly and expanding your comfort level out into this space that you have. Um, um, another thing I would say is to like, especially if you're feeling a little awkward in the space to do rituals or burn, you know, incense or what have you that make you kind of clear the air in those spaces. If they're feeling like that, the thing I, um, open to in the prophet i'm having a little bit of a hard time finding it but it i'll summarize is this beautiful poem that's all about freedom and what is freedom and how uncomfortable it can be to have freedom and it's not necessarily like oh i'm free and like everything is good now it's you know freedom is not like oh i'm just going to like eat and drink in the sun which is the same thing that tarot card said but freedom is when times are hard still being free and having that space the space is like coming from within yourself but it also implies to feel that freedom and like safety in that feeling, you do have to have a certain kind of order and organization and a f- basis. Like this is the founders, that card we read. Really building up your space and how you feel in your space from the ground up and then allowing that to give you freedom within that space, I think is what is kind of the message that I'm I'm getting here and can also recommend out of personal experience. So yeah, thank you so much, Disco Times. And do either of you have anything you wanted to add on that? Um, I said, wow, that was, uh, your divination was amazing. Yeah, just total wiggle fingers. I completely agree. Yeah, thank you, Annika. Yes, thank you. The message could not be more clear. Yeah, and I really appreciate your... Uh, your interpretation of those as well. Big time. Yeah. Thanks master of our divination today. (laughs) Yeah. Divinator. And how fantastic because we're in an emperor year 2020. Yeah. There you go. Show up with that emperor in your new space. Mm -hmm. For everybody. Mm -hmm. Everyone can, like a lot of people can take that divination for themselves. Since this is an emperor year, it's good advice for anybody. So thank you. I think needed to hear that. Yeah. Thanks, Numinous. Yeah. Um, and thanks to uh, to Disco. Yeah, yes. thank you, Disco Times. Good luck. Yes. Have yeah. fun making your spaces. Have fun. That's yeah. the best mm-hmm. part about it. Is have a good time. Mm-hmm. Stressful and overwhelming. Brand new. The meat puppet doesn't understand what's happening. 
Um, <laughs> but just have a blast. Get to play. Trying to find the playful side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you can blast music, whatever you want. Oh you can God. wear clothes or not wear clothes. Like right. While you organize your space, however you want. <laughs> yeah, that sounds oh. great. Yeah. That sounds like a dream. One day. Enjoy. All right. Well, thank you again. And we'll move, be moving on to the gratitude. Hello again. This is Aaron. I'll be leading the gratitude section today. Um, in the gratitude section, we highlight uh, individuals or groups that are doing good work for the web that is our inner connectedness. And today I was inspired to um, do a gratitude section for what we've been calling fur babies and uh, other non human companions or family, however you see them. And I'm referring specifically to my amazing little mutt, Coco. You know, I, uh, I, I would definitely identify as a dog person, but I'm also just an animal, animal person. I love animals. I love plants. If you're a Harry Potter nerd, I was accused of being the Hufflepuff type. And the depth, the gifts, the love that I, I've received um, just being the caretaker of a little dog have just been amazing. And uh, the older I get, the deeper I feel that, the more richly I feel that. Just to share a personal story, since I spoke a bit about this earlier, you know, when I lost my mom a few years ago, um, we were very close and it was a very difficult time. And uh, I still have kind of tidally difficult times as well. And my sweet little dog is my anchor. And I, I really, especially right after when I was really in the depths of my own grief process, I really understood the way that people have emotional support animals and how, you know, I know a lot of people love to poo poo, like, oh, you got to bring your dog to the blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it really is a thing you know there are definitely days where I was like I don't know if I'm gonna really make it today and she was the reason why I pushed through so I just want to say thank you (laughs) you know to really have an example of unconditional love it's such a beautiful thing and not something that is really in my experience um it's, there's not a lot of examples of that. There's that idea of it, but I don't see it actively practiced much outside of animals. So yeah, thank you, Coco. And uh, thank you, my plants. I, I, it's not the, the same level of kind of personalness that I get with a dog, but I, I love the, the plant kingdom. I love gardening. I love going to the woods. Um, I like growing things, and it's another thing that deeply nourishes my soul and is inextricably linked with my sense of interconnectedness in general. And I also want to 
you know, expand our notion of interconnectedness, not just as a, a human thing, but really with everything. And it's really easy to forget, you know, how even our survival depends on plants and for those who eat meat, animals, and even those who don't eat meat, you know, animals still do a lot of labor in our world. So yeah, take, take a moment to thank those animals in your life, uh, present and past. With that said, um, I'm going to take us into a gratitude meditation to uh, close out our episode. So go ahead and get yourself in a comfortable position wherever you are. Feel the length of your spine. Tailbone moving away from the crown of your head. Try to create some more space there. The hips widening out. Legs relaxing, feet relaxing, toes relaxing. Rib cage, shoulder blades, arms, hands relaxing. Whatever shape you find yourself in, try to create the most space in the most gentle way possible. A letting go as opposed to a forcing. If it's safe, close your eyes. Connect with your breath. Feel the air inflate your lungs. amazing organs and in between these two organs lies the heart if it's safe to go ahead and place your hands on your heart notice your heartbeat This amazing heart beating since we were fetuses, since the beginning. Pumping blood, nourishing all of our trillions of cells, and being physically co-located with our sensations of love. Take a moment to think about one of your fur babies or non-human companions or maybe even just a, a fur friend, your friend's dog, cat, whatever. One that when you think about them, it makes your heart light up with joy, appreciation, loving kindness. Sit with it. Sit with them, bask in your feelings for and about them. If you'd like, you can give it some texture. Maybe you see it as a flame or a light. 
Let your breath build that light, that image. Make it more rich, more stronger, more palpable, more stronger. Excuse me. And as the sensation builds, visualization builds, let that love and gratitude expand beyond your heart to fill your entire torso. Let it wash down your legs. Expand out through your arms, past your fingertips. Climb your spine and flood your brain. Love, appreciation, compassion. The dominant sensations we're feeling. On your next breath, Try and expand this field of love and gratitude to encompass the room you're in. The city you live in. Your country. Your continent. our amazing home, this blue earth. And on your next breath, allow it to expand beyond the earth into space, beyond time, into the past, into the future. Thank you. Let yourself come back to your body, reconnect with your breath, maintaining that connection with all that is. Um, My dear co-hosts, anything you'd like to share about fur babies, fur friends, and other non-human companions? I got to cuddle with two puppies today at my job, and it was pure heaven. So I'm so stoked (laughs) that we did this today, having just literally cuddled a three-month-old little lab named Cinder, and then a six-month-old golden, like a blonde golden, named Moose. And Moose was like... (laughs) The most perfect, like, service dog in training. Like, I had no... And when the person who has the dog told me that Moose was six months old, I was like, I'm sorry, he's six months? He acts like an old man. I just, like, got down in his face, and I rubbed it, and I did that thing where you just smoosh it back. You just smoosh. And you just <laughs> over and over again. You're just like, beautiful boy. And he was in pure heaven, and I was in pure heaven, and I needed. My jacket still smells like a puppy. Oh. And I, like, looks of it, and I'm just like, one day. So many one days. One day, I will have a dog. I will have a cuddly, furry friend. Oh, you definitely Mm. will. I know you will. (laughs) 
I got to cuddle y'all's dogs. I got to cuddle Coco and Butch on our workshop getaway that we went on on solstice. Um, And that was heaven too. So thank you. I just want to say thanks again. (laughs) Thank you for loving my little loved one. Yeah. They're both so amazing. (laughs) But she sends a love right back. I'm sure. Coco does too. Yeah. Pets are really, it's, it's like a, such a privilege to spend time with them. And I had so many years where I couldn't have a pet. And then I had a cat who was amazing, who I loved. And now I have a little dog. And yeah, it just, it's, I don't know. It's like when you were saying, Aaron, like when times are really hard, it's like, they're just there showing up doing their thing it really helps me put life in perspective like okay what really matters here like um yeah and also plant energy is wonderful as well plant energy rock energy at all um really i think is balancing um for me and i love it very grateful oh yeah love my plant babies love Mm -hmm. them all my different kinds and all the kinds that I get to acquire. Oh my God. Yes. They're Mm -hmm. just nice to have around. Yeah. Yeah. They're such good company. I keep dragging this one friend of mine to a plant store. (laughs) Like, cause they keep saying they want a plant for this one part of their room, um, but they can't figure out what it is. So I just keep dragging them to plant stores and go this one, (laughs) this one. Does this plant live in your house? And like, they're like, getting some ideas. I haven't found it quite yet. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll have to drag you to another plant store. <laughs> oh, so hard for me. Sad day. Sad day for Claire. <laughs> oh, plant stores are so nice. Yeah. And I always walk out with one or two. Just like, oh, damn it. Have to. It's like, they just. They're just there. Yeah. They're Hello. Like, you want to take me home? Yeah, I'll get so big. <laughs> just love me. Yeah. Love me I'll get so big for you and I'll clean your purifier. Clean your air and yeah. you know, make, maybe I'll make blossoms or beautiful leaves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting architecture. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Thanks for drawing attention to this today, Aaron. This is a good feel good gratitude. No, oh, my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Some of our gratitude segments can get kind of intense. So this is mm-hmm. a very loving one. So thank yeah, you for that. My pleasure. Yeah, I thought, you know, we've done a lot of global ones. I thought maybe let's make it personal again. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. bring it on home. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I know a lot of people aren't in a space where they can have their own animals. And one thing I've done when I haven't been able to have my own animals is like, a lot of times at the shelters or the rescues, you can just go and like play with the kittens or feed in water or take dogs out on walks. So there, that's one area of like direct volunteering that often tends to be pretty accessible and, you know, the schedule's flexible and it's really nice for everyone. So yeah, shout out to Hop Along. Oh, Hop Along. Mentioned them in a previous episode for a gratitude section. Yeah, there's so many. And even just like the, yeah, humane societies, 
need folks. So yeah, yeah. lots of ways to support our non-human friends mm-hmm. out there in the world. Yep, so many ways. Donations, time. Yeah, and spending that time—it's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, anything else you two wanted to share? No. Well, um, I want to thank you both. Um, it's been wonderful to uh, share another wonderful episode with you. And I um, thought we could close out with our individual offerings. So, sure, I'll go. My uh, Again, my name is Aaron, Aaron J. Martin. You can find me on um, at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at unifyyogicarts.com. Looks like Unify Yogi Carts. And I will gladly help you unify your Yogi Carts. <laughs> um, I'm based in L.A. I am a... Um, uh, uh, health and wellness consultant. I focus primarily on body practices, yoga, fitness, martial arts, and mindfulness, and work to create uh, prescriptive um, training plans for uh, clients I have the honor of working with. I'm going to be, I'm starting to offer a, a body mind um, boot camp, which will be like a two week intensive series. Um, at this point, this would be based in LA. Though, if you're interested in what I have to offer, I would love to expand it into a, a digital offering as well. And um, it'll be all about creating um, a realistic practice for yourself that addresses both. Um, your physical well-being in terms of exercise and restorative time, as well as a mindfulness practice and making realistic um, steps in doing so. So please uh, reach out. And if you, uh, you can reach any of us at thewebpodcast@gmail.com. And uh, yeah, thank you. Pass it on. <laughs> uh, I am Annika and I'm based in Oakland. I have a workshop coming up actually. Well, may or may not have happened by the time this airs on uh, the 25th and 26th, the open mat in Oakland. I'm doing a, um, it's called, um, tension, tension release, I think is the name, but it's a, I'm doing a section which will be, um, TRE and neurogenic yoga, which are somatic practices that release, tension and trauma stored in the body and help rebalance the nervous system. I also teach yoga and do other movement and related practices and do tarot readings. And I have a website, which is goldnettle.com, or you could reach me at what podcast Gmail. Yeah. Thanks so much, you guys. My name again is Claire Alexander. You can find me on Instagram at the Web Dancer PDX. I will be offering a workshop sometime this year with details to come, more to come. 
I am offering a meditation tool and I'm happy to teach this tool online as I am located in Portland, Oregon. So if you would like to get this tool, which is super fun, super helpful, great way to connect to your subconscious and receive information from your subconscious. So I'm excited to teach it. And when I get a solid place, I will be updating you guys more. And as always, you can reach us, me specifically as well, at the wonderful email. And thanks so much, you guys. Once again, what a blast. Thank you. Love talking to you. Mm, Yeah. Thank you. So much love. (laughs) So much love. Mm. Yay. And to our listeners, we love to hear from you too. So sending us emails, seeker segments, recommendations on thoughts about our show, whatever. We love it. Send it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone, critique is good. Yeah. Soon we we're going to get an Instagram. Oh, yeah. yeah. The conversation. <laughs> Feedback is good. Mm-hmm. We love it. Yeah. Instagram and um, a more fleshed out website are on the way. Yep. Yes. Will be happening soon. All right. Fantastic. Until next time, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> See ya. Bye.